This is the Whatever You Say Podcast. What's the damn deal, folks? This is Ivory Towns. You're tuned into the Whatever You Say Podcast. Uh-huh. One time for my man, uh, Connor Albert, on the intro. You funky, man. You funky, man. I like that. Uh, and listen, man, I want to give a shout-out and appreciate everybody who listened to my first little snippets, my first little episode. Shout-out to my boy, Super Cool. Um... But I got another one, man. I got my guy. And, it, and it's been a minute. I haven't talked to this dude since before the world shut down. I, I mean, basically, he's a new guy. Aren't we all? We're all kind of new people right now. Last time I talked to this guy uh, was before the quarantine and before everybody was told to go home. I'm talking about um, freelance writer, content creator, ultimate event critic and participator. Is that good? I like all of those. You like that? Those you are all like nice. that? Yeah, I can roll with those. <laughs> I got my man Michael Kenny in the house, man, live in the Whatever You Say podcast studios. What's going on, Mike? Not much, man. It's great being here. Thank you for having me. No uh, doubt. Good to see you back up doing your thing and and, and allowing me into your uh, private uh, vestibule here. It's it's it's, uh, it's my, going my to be a treat. My homely, humble abode, man. There you go. I'm, I'm liking it already. I appreciate you showing up, man. And um, if you follow Michael Kenny's social media, he's everywhere, man. You know, you can't. I can't just call him a freelance sports writer. You write about anything, huh? I try. Yeah. In, <laughs> in this day and age, the, you have to diversify, so to speak, if you yeah. want to. If you want to keep busy and, and hopefully uh, keep some money in your account. But I love. Doing um, everything, uh, sports is obviously my main background, with, uh, which is what I grew up in the business in. But delving into business, finances, food, entertainment, social issues, uh, whatever is out there, it's a good way to, to learn something new and then uh, try to share it, uh, whether it's through my writing or, or on this on social media. Let me tip my cap to you, brother. I saw you out there doing a protest. You know, getting getting that footage and writing about it on your on your site. Go ahead, plug your site real quick. Uh, my website is michaelkinneymedia.com. M i c h a e l k i n n e y m e d i a dot com, and pretty much all of my uh, social media accounts are M Kenny Media. That's Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that, and uh, TikTok, which is I'm still. Trying to oh, learn this TikTok world. You are, you're a TikTok bike. I I don't even call my. I'm not calling myself <laughs> a TikToker. I'm uh, I'm trying to learn it without getting sucked into the the whole of being on it for two hours and, and wondering, man, what where did my day go? I All right, when, see happen. But when, when I, I know I know what's going on with Michael Kennedy. Drop a challenge or something out there. <laughs> drop, drop a day. If, if you see me doing the the old Pee Wee Herman challenge, then, then we'll know I'm I'm officially in. Michael Kenny in the house, man. Whatever you say, podcast. Um, where to start, man? Is 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 first of all, like we said, since the, the the quarantine and all that a couple years ago, I haven't talked to you since then. How are you, man? How 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 is it for a black man out here trying to trying to get it on the on the journalistic side out here? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. You know, things came out I, healthy. Uh, well, I I caught it like three times. Wow! Uh, yeah. No, but uh, I'm fully vaxxed. Uh, still, I caught it after the third time after uh, after the one vaccine. But you know, after it was a tough goal those first couple of times, I had some issues. But I came out, and I'm still here. Do you so, feel like strong? I feel like people who who deal with it and then come, they like, you know, they feel like a a, a little not invincible, but you like, you know. Well, the, I could take on anything almost. After you get it a few times, you start to think, okay, I, I, at least I, in my mind, I'm not going to die. If it's I not going to take me out. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to. I might get sick, but I'm not going to die. So I come out. Of, I came out of it uh, a little bit more confident in myself, but it also made me, forced me to get more healthy. Yeah, I had to. Uh, 
because a lot of that because uh, I'm a diabetic and um, yeah. you know I love junk food so it, I was uh, one of those perfect targets so coming out of it I had to make sure I got my health in order because you I keep uh, telling people COVID yes it's still here but something else is coming around the corner well right now it's monkey pox. pox exactly okay. so I I don't want to get that either and they, uh, yeah, they, they're they really making that look. Re- Listen, the propaganda, I don't, I don't even want to call it propaganda. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, false, whatever, but the pictures and the images that mm-hmm. they're throwing out there, it, it's, it's doing its job. I don't, I don't want no part of monkey pox. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that. But, um, but you came out on the other side stronger, man. And, and listen, we had three different spinoffs of COVID. Right, yeah, the variants and all, and the Omarion, and <laughs> it, it, it got crazy. Yeah, I, and I think I had like I had the original back in uh, <laughs> the April, original, the uh, remix, uh, April of 2020. Then I got the, the Delta in uh, December of, of that same year. Could you then tell? I got the, the, could you tell the difference? Was all was the was one worse? Than the, the Delta was the, the worst really? for me. This guy, it, it I wasn't. I didn't eat for like days. I wasn't drinking. Oh, I was, I, mean, I was out. I mean, I was laying on my floor, going, "Man, this is, this is not good." So uh, that one hit hit me the hit me the worst. But the first one uh, is one I have the most long term issues with, yeah. as far as that. But like I said, it's I'm better. I'm up. I'm out. I'm I'm able. I'm almost back to feeling normal. And so that's the good part. We talked about uh, your participation and the, the footage that you picked up from the protests and all that. What did you come out of thinking about people? What is a writer, someone who kind of observes and writes about? Would you say that was some of your most interesting stories? Or? Well, they were definitely interesting, especially those first um, Have you ever wrote any, about anything like that? Um, this, uh, not like that when I lived out in Seattle and they had some of the uh, protests against uh, the, the the trade unions and the, the world trade union things like that it got a little hectic but nothing that was this actually I knew what they were upset about I right. knew why people were in the streets and so and when it came here I, di- I wasn't I didn't know what Oklahoma City was going to do you saw obviously New York and Philly and all these cities around the country, but then you see people take to the streets here, and then they surround the the sheriffs and the police department downtown. And then there's gas bomb, uh, smoke bombs being thrown, and this and that. It was, a, it was a it was a wild few nights. Uh, so what I learned is that Oklahoma's not exempt from the what's going on around the country, even though we don't see a lot of it in the in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the in the mainstream media, but there are things that are going on that, and they needed to be addressed. And that was, the, I think, that was the first hint that other people outside the, our community started to go, "Oh, wait, maybe there is something that needs to be uh, talked about more." And hopefully, if they were able to read some of my stuff or even other stuff from other people, uh-huh. they were uh, got a, a little insight. What about the 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 writers community? What what are some of the differences you maybe noticed in your sports environment, whether it was fans, players, administrators, you know, just in, sitting, sitting pregame in those writers' rooms? You know, it was the when it kept like first of all the Thunder writing room, which is it's an interesting one compared to many of the other NBA yeah. because there's so many young faces in there, a lot of young black faces. Yeah. And so it's really when I either travel or, or other NBA writers come, we actually have one of the more diverse writing rooms. Really? So to sit there and talk to people like Cliff Brunt or, or Adam, um, I can never say Adam's last name. Francisco. Francisco. That's my man. I got, I got plans to, to, to have him on there too. Yeah. I have no doubt. And yeah. we had other other people. And, and so you, you're able to sit there and talk as this young I'm a little older, uh, black men about what's <laughs> don't, going on. Don't get in this quiet world. right there, Mike. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm not there, but but so that that was it was good. And then you're able to. I have no problem when uh, people who aren't of color ask questions. 
Yeah. You know, Did you I see know more of that. Huh? You see more of that? I see more? Yeah. People. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you know, because they, 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 <laughs> they're your friends or your associates or your coworker, your colleague, but they're not really in your life. They're, they're not going into your right. neighborhood. They're not going into your house all the time. They're not traveling with you when you're going up and down the highways. And you're worried about being pulled over, you or you being followed, this and that. So they, they ask questions, and I I've never had a problem with that. I've always worked in different places where I was normally one of the only black journalists, and so uh, it, you, that comes with uh, um, the job of having to explain some things sometimes. No doubt about it. Talking to Michael Kenny, and and. Listen, uh, you, you've been doing this sports writing thing for a while now, and we want to get too—we don't want to get too political. We'll get into the real sports here in a minute, but listen, what just happened with the Supreme Court turning over Roe v. Wade? Mike, are you ready to to to, or should I say, are the athletes ready? How many second, third, fourth families are are, are going to be created? Because I mean, we saw how. We saw how Magic Johnson got down. I mean, we watched that show. I mean, are these athletes ready? Do they know what's... Are they ready to sit down and go over and draw up legally binding contracts with these young women? Truthfully, they should have already had been doing it. Jeez. Yeah, truthfully, but now it's another another level to it. So I, I'm not only do I want them to have to look into that, but look into the... The, the consequences of every decision you make. Every who, l- young lady that you may see uh, and feel that you want to spend time with, there's a there's a, a consequence or a, the a after effect to it. And so, Mike, are you ready? Huh? Are you ready? Do you you meet a young lady and, and we got to talk about some things before we before we move forward? <laughs> hey, <laughs> we, we got to draw up some things. Thankfully, I, I, I'm of the age, I, I know exactly what I'm getting into every time I step out the door. So I, I'm not too worried about myself. I'm more worried about the, the ones who are coming after me who are going to, I mean, you see it every day. Uh, there's people who have a couple of kids here Somebody and put a lid on Tristan Thompson. Man. Jeez, this I mean, guy. Hey, once again, uh, <laughs> this uh, guy did, did, does he, does he know what's going on right now? N- he knows he's giving up some money. Jeez. That's what he knows. He knows his paychecks are going to be a lot lighter than it would have been if he had uh, kept himself under control. Man, that guy. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But back to the sports side of things. I mean, who, who, what's what's the latest? Uh, Draymond Green. Mm. Um, what's new media? Are we? Is this new media what we're doing right now? I, I think you, you, you're and not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. you've been doing this a long time. So you kind of right there. You probably came out of the old media, quote mm-hmm. unquote, you know, circle phase way of doing things. And now here we are talking about websites and podcasts doing new media. Is he trying to start a beef just to just to just to get something around his show? Or is no, I, I think what he's doing is what is what you hear a lot of players believe that they're doing is they want to take control of the narrative of their mm-hmm. so the the they don't always like the way they're portrayed in the media or the questions that they're asked and so with in my mind when I hear new media it's them talking to each other it's you have the JJ Reddick <laughs> right. show or you have the right. or you Draymond show or all these players who have these either podcasts or you have the Players Tribune and it's them curating their own story and so whatever questions let's say I have I want to talk about you know maybe some decisions you made whether it's on the court or off Mm -hmm. but you don't want to or you want to have a much more sympathetic voice talking to you so if Kevin Durant goes on Draymond Green's podcast he's not going to be asked about some of his failings or some of or why he's having to jump teams or what he what mistakes he's made it's so it's a little bit different, but fans have shown they sometimes like that. You think it's soft? Think it's a soft way of going out? I, I do. They running from the tough stuff. I, yeah, I mean, but once again, I'm I'm old school. I mean, right. this is I grew up where players got in front and asked, were answered the questions, asked the questions, or answered the questions they were asked. 
they didn't like it all the time, but they knew it was part of the job, and they that you knew you were doing it for the fans. But now, fan, they're going, you know, I, I, no, uh, no, what's it? Next answer or next, next, question, next question? Next question type <laughs> thing. That's the new thing. Is people believe that all their only obligation is to excel on the court or field, and then you buy my shoes and shirts and and, and stuff. Here, here's here's where I'm at. These young dudes, they're getting too much money, Mike. Mm. They're getting too much money. Listen, you know, I'm 42. You're however older. You're a little bit older. You know, we're, we're a little bit more mature. But I promise, you give me $100 million, I'm going to be a different guy probably in two months. Right? So imagine if I'm 20. Right. I'm 25. Of course, you know, I'm going I'm to make some some sketchy decisions and might say some crazy things and all that. Um, it's human nature. They're making too much money, man. It, it's, 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 it's entirely too much money. It's, it's, what's it? it's a lot of money. What, it's it's so, a lot of it's money, a, man. It's a, I can't, even, the, even if you're making the minimum in any of the, the major sports, you're in the top uh, uh, 10%. And 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 this whole thing of my, now my brand, I have to build right. my brand, and everybody wants to, to, to uh, you know, everybody wants a, <laughs> a, a, a movie studio. Now mm-hmm. I'm producing stuff, and I mean, so now I need more. I need that 200 million, right? If I really want to be this, you know, Tony Stark's guy that I plan on being, right? So, right. but but everybody's not thinking that in that transform, and and. When it doesn't go the right way, then you got Henry Ruggs, mm. right? Then we got, who, who's my man, Calvin Ridley out there gambling and all that type of stuff. Or you got T.J. Warren and Kawhi Leonard refuse to even put on tennis mm. shoes. It, it, it's, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for the players getting all that, but from what I'm seeing, I mean, what, what are we going to do with KD and Kyrie? What is this? What is that? If I'm the Nets. What is that? Uh, do I make them play. This is what they asked for. This is literally what Kevin forced the, the team to take. Are and they not take him? They had to take Kyrie. Are they not friends anymore? He said he wants to leave. He won't talk about it. He won't. Once again, he'll go on the the shows that where he's not having to explain exactly why. Uh, as soon as Kyrie makes his decision on coming back, the very next day uh, he announces his trade decision. Isn't that, wasn't that weird? Yeah, it's very weird. But here's the, the problem is the Nets have allowed it to happen. Uh, the Nets have him for four more years. And, and, and I'm going, if you want to sit out, you, well, first of all, you've already sabotaged the team. We've lost James Harden. We had to bring in this broken Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons, what is that? We, we, we don't know what's going to happen with him. You're talking, talking about KD or Kyrie? I'm talking about KD. Okay. Because all these are people... The, the James Harden, the Kyrie, or these he are had people to sign he off wanted. on all this. Yeah. yeah. So we did what you wanted. It didn't work. It blew up. It was a, a total train wreck. Now you want to leave? I said no. You're going. Guess what? You're going to have to. You are uh, the one person we have who people want to come see. Right. If you want to sit out and not make your money and ru- and throw away four years of your career, that's on you. Any situation where he's expected to be that guy, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want any. And he'll tell you he doesn't want any parts of that. He's like, listen, man, I'm just coming to play ball. I don't want, I don't want to deal with all that stuff. But, but, is, but, but I want out of my contract with four years left right after Kyrie signs his extension. Right. That's weird. Right. And this, the, the weirdest part is, yeah, if, you don't, if he didn't want any of the, the leadership that goes along with it, he should have stayed in Oakland. He, that was a perfect situation for him. You had two players or three who were able to shoulder it with you. Well, then he got emotional, though. And then he got he got he, he got, got emotional, feelings. right? What what Steve Kerr say? He said Steph Curry was really a, he was really a homegrown guy. You're just right. kind of you know what I'm saying? And you got you took that personal. Yeah, and once again, that's on him. You you were going to get your money. You're going to win rings. You were the MVP of both of, championships. championship. There was nothing else you needed, but you got in your feelings, and then all of a sudden, two years later, you realized it was a huge mistake. And there's even talk now about him going back to the Golden State. Why is that even in the conversation? Don't know. 
I'm still trying to figure it out. I, in my mind, there's no way I could go back. However, in my mind, there's no way I could have left Oklahoma City and went to it went there in the first Golden place. State. So obviously, he doesn't care about outside uh, perceptions unless it's on Twitter, and he wants to get in a little Twitter battle. He's ready for all that smoke. He'll, he'll stand up ten toes on that one, man. Another thing with those two, KD and Kyrie, I'm watching uh, David Letterman, his uh, his little new show, My Next Guest, mm-hmm. and KD was on there. He was interviewing KD. <clears throat> KD admitted that he's a Muslim, said he was a Muslim. I had never heard that before. My he life. also admitted that he was high at the, t- at, the at the time they were doing the... <laughs> The, uh, the, the interview But he said he was a Muslim um, We see Stephen Jackson After the, the George Floyd uh, Protest and all that You saw him with his kufi mm-hmm. and, and him running around with the FOI guys and the Fruit of Islam And him you know, wearing, his, wearing the Regalia and all that You see Kyrie Irving going through Ramadan In, mm-hmm. in, in the playoffs Back in the day, uh, uh, Akeem Olajuwon used to do that every year, seemed like. So, okay, so you guys are, are dealing with, affiliated with, whatever you want to call it, with the Muslim faith, the Nation of Islam, whatever. Why did, why, unless he was told otherwise by maybe Farrakhan or whatever, why wouldn't Kyrie just say that this year and say, I'm religiously exempt from taking a vaccination? Why didn't he just say that instead of doing all this what, what what was that? He he claims he was sticking up for the the little guy, which didn't make any sense because at some point, you everyone him not being there was hurting the, those <laughs> people in the <laughs> hurting those little guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I don't know. I if someone's to, to try to explain whatever Kyrie's thinking it on the day to day, almost like most players. You fail. So he, he is uh, a whole different breed. But once again, this is whatever you say. Whatever you say. It's, uh, whatever you say. The players who grow <laughs> up in that culture where they're in a bubble, yeah, where they're protected, and the, everything that they say and do, why? Yes, it's it's picked apart. But you're also protected and allowed to do what you want. And so I'm assuming that this is just another thing on his. Well, I don't want to get the shot, so I shouldn't have to get the shot. Right. And y'all should just accept it. And then when the rest of his teammates saw, said, hey, this is actually going to cost us, then they, most of them, you saw James. James just gave up. He I'm put done. on his Santa man, uh, his Santa uh, uh, <laughs> body shape and, then, and just said, all right, just trade it. me. And that's nothing, man. These guys, I mean, the power, the money that they're making – they just feel like they can just wake up one day, throw their hands up and say, ah, man, I'm, I'm going to get up out of here, man. This ain't working. That's you know? But at, at the same time, it's not all their fault. No. You know, the coach and the, ministry, and the, and the front office let them, let them run around like that. So right. um, it's wild. It's wild. This may seem kind of weird, but I'm thinking like 20 years from now, Kevin Durant may be like one of the unhappiest superstars. Like in this modern era, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, just it, it it seems like even though some of it is is self-inflicted, it seems like he can't just he can't get right, right? I mean, he's a great player, we know that, but after that, then what? Right. You know what I mean? It, it's every decision he makes is always questioned. It's it's like you know, it's like, and you can tell he's an emotional guy. He doesn't like being criticized and talked about. So, like, this may be, like, a real unhappy time for KD. Right. I mean, if you look at uh, players like um, like Tio uh-huh. and um, a little bit even Chad Johnson a little bit, and they do – they lead the – they led the type of NFL career that they wanted, but they, they had people who didn't like them or they, they left – Things out on the field that because of this, their uh, some of the things they did, and so when you get to that career and nobody wants to talk to you anymore, right. and nobody wants you to play for them anymore, and you start to look back and go, I could have did more. 
if I had just focused on the things I need to. There's one thing. There's nothing wrong with, like you said, building a brand and building this and that. But put your focus into building the the type of career you want. And I think that's where Kevin's going to go. Man, there, there's going to be a five year stretch in there where I was not doing the things I need to do to become that best player in the in the league. Where mm-hmm. he used to always say, especially when he was here in Oklahoma City. I want to be the number one when yeah. it was always LeBron and then him. And he had that big Sports Illustrated article. He was tar- tired of being number two. He was ready to be number one. Right. Well, these are the things that you don't do if you want to be that guy. And so I think whenever it's over, I mean, he's in, like he said, he's in his almost to his mid-30s now. And unless he pulls a, a LeBron and plays for another decade or so yeah. you know he's going to go man what would have happened if I for that stretch when I was at my peak when he was at his peak if I just focused in on being the best player and building the best team I could do what would my career look like yeah I mean because you were on that path in Oklahoma City you had it right there in the palm of your hand mm-hmm. in Golden State. Whatever you say, whatever you say. And whatever somehow, say. some way, <laughs> something rubbed you the wrong way. Somebody, something got on your nerves, or so, you know. It, and 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 here you go again. You make a decision that he thinks, I guess, is for himself or his for his career. And once again, everybody is scratching their head, like, "What are you doing?" You know what I mean? So I, it, it's it's weird. It's like he can't you can't get right. Right. You know what I mean? He can't can't get out of his own way. The weird. the one thing I tell, I, I've I've had like my issues with LeBron and his career and well at least in uh, especially since he came to the Lakers I'm a Laker fan I've not enjoyed watching Lakers since he got there but I will give him this this one thing this offseason when he called up Anthony Davis and he called up Russell Westbrook and said hey we need to figure out how to fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, because none of us are going anywhere. No one wants your contract, Russ. No one wants <laughs> your damaged body, AD. And so we got to figure out how to make this better, or we're all going to get toasted. I would have loved to have seen KD do that. Go and call up, because guess what? Kyrie, as great as Kyrie is, his reputation is nowhere near what yours is going to be. You were supposed to be. Up here in that top one percent of the greatest players ever, Kyrie, as great as he is, he was you know he's gonna be one of the top point guards. People like his skill making. It's not but winning. It's not a yeah, winning. Yeah, it's not winning. So it should have been you to call him up and say, "Hey, we need to fix this." And you, actually, before all that, he should have got him and James in the same room and said, "We need to figure this out because this is not hurting, helping any of us." And the fact that he didn't do it. He knew James wasn't going to do it. He knew Kyrie wasn't going to do it. And Steve Nash, obviously, that's not his thing. And so they let it fall apart. So now this was the this is the perfect opportunity for him to step in and go, okay, I may not want to be that leader. Yeah. But I got this is my reputation. This is my name. People are out there making jokes about me. I got we got to figure this out here in Brooklyn because none of us are going anywhere. It, it, and it's. It's weird that that doesn't motivate them, right? Uh, a, a Twitter blast, a Twitter notification, that'll motivate them. But just that right there, what you broke down, if I'm going to be the number one, then, yeah, I got to take on that responsibility. And, yeah, you're talking about you, the, the one thing you like about LeBron. Come on now, Mike. I'm hey, Come on now, Mike. I'm just saying, I'm Come talking on. about since he, came, since he came to the lake. He only gave you 30 a game last Whatever last you say. Year. Whatever you say. Whatever yeah. you say. <laughs> what do we do with it? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. It, it wasn't his fault. No, I mean, AD, I mean, listen, AD style, I'm sorry. And this is what I'm talking about with these guys making too much money. It, it's not going to get any better with AD. No. You think he's going to have a, a resurgent 28 and 15 year no. coming up coming up pretty soon? No. No. So, I mean, LeBron's 30 a game is all you had. And, and uh, your boy, your other boy, Russell Westbrook, come on now. Me and you've been going back and forth about Russ for years, man. What is what was that last year? What it was, was that? Horrible. What was that? But it was, it was horrible, but expected. But that's my problem. Yeah, that was my problem expected. with LeBron, because he Russell wasn't supposed to be on the team. He, <laughs> he, 
That's what I'm saying. He's not even supposed to be here. He wasn't supposed to be here. And the the, the actual trade the Lakers wanted to make was for Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill, yeah. And yeah. Le- LeBron steps in and goes, no, no, I want... I want my friend. And, guess, and what happened? Once again, a dumpster fire. And so now you... you you have to figure this out because you can't trade them. All three are, are pretty much untradeable for a variety of different factors, is, so they have to figure it out. Is Russ going to be able to – I mean, this Darvin Ham, I don't know. It's, it sounds like he, is he going to take him off the ball and you want him to play defense and, and spot up and shoot? That's not going to happen. If that's, what, that's the plan for Russ going forward, does he know that? He just fired his agent. And his agent was trying to get him to get on board. So right. another dumpster fire may be right. in the future there, uh, well, uh, Mike. If they don't, if they don't give Darvin the the power to bench him, to sit him, to not play him, then yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what I used to say all the time, Mike. How many times I used to say Russ needs somebody who can snatch him by the collar? What he's been in in the league what 14, 15 years or whatever. Nobody has snatched Russ by the collar. And I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. His his shoulders get bigger and bigger every time I see him. <laughs> I don't think nobody's really looking forward to snatching Russell Westbrook. But that's what he needs. No, he listens to nobody. No, he no. admits he doesn't watch tape. So it it, it it I don't know. I don't know what's going to change in the future unless Darvin Ham really gets down and wrestles Russell Westbrook. That's what I would have loved. I'm hope. I, I can't say what type of coach Darvin Ham's going to be because I don't know. I've never seen him in this type of situation. You know, so word he's is been, he's a player's coach, not afraid to get in your face. You know what I mean? Well, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take uh, someone who's not afraid to to incur that wrath, to incur that that snarl that he's going to get and say, well, that, that means nothing to me because you're out here shooting uh, 30-foot three-pointers and, and missing everything. Remember when Russell Westbrook was money from the elbow? You remember that? I remember that. Man, there was it was a lot of things that he was, he used to be good at. He was, and he, and he was shooting cross-eyed last right? year. I, I don't <laughs> hey. understand if I, especially if I'm making that type of money. I want to make sure I'm looking the best I can out there to show that I'm worth it. I'm coming so why back would home. I keep doing things that I'm no longer good at? I'm coming back home with my peoples. Family and friends. In the in the the second biggest uh, media capital in the world, and you know what it's going to be like. You know the and this is we used to talk about this all the time before he left. When there was all rumors of whether KD and Russ are going to leave, the media room in Oklahoma City compared to the media room in Los in, in Angeles <laughs> is night and day. Right. All He used to get mad at the little questions that he would get here in Oklahoma City. And it's nothing compared to what he's getting now. Right. And so, right. Uh, he's and he's having to deal with it while he's not playing good. And so, this is a whole new world. He's having to, and he's getting old. Before, it's all that when he you was the most You better figure athlete, out that jump shot, man. Man, when the jump shot, he used to drive down the lane and dunk on three people and be able to get back. Yeah. He never played defense, but still, he was still <laughs> he was still That's what I'm saying. Jumping around was and, and he was never active. played defense. But he was he was at least active yeah. and got rebounds, so he did something. So now, once again, but that's why I was glad LeBron said, okay, we got to figure this out. Now, I don't know if that's going to translate to anything on the court. I don't know. Hopefully... They may all three forget about it by the time September and October rolls around, but we'll see. It's, it's the because watching the Lakers last year was horrible. It was t- and they were on TV all every the day, time. all the time, <laughs> every day. You couldn't, have, man. <laughs> growing up a Laker fan, you couldn't have got me away from the TV yeah. if the Lakers are on at any time. But man, I literally I would go out and go. I'm going to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah. And go check me out. It's so, a Laker game tonight, Mike. Like, what, what you got going nah, on? I said I'm going to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> like, literally, I'm. T- oh, I'll be watching PBS. I'm going to go read books. No, I I'd watch documentaries on PBS before I'm watching the a full Laker game. It was atrocious last oh, year, man, dude. And, it was but bad. Then, but then they want to be mad that people are co- complaining. 
Yeah. I mean, and remember, the Lakers have the, the highest ticket prices in the league. They're not going there. It could be, and why? Because you got these big-ass contracts. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know what I'm but what's it? And so this is on the fans. Yeah. Because if you keep buying those tickets, then they're going to keep doing it and, and spend on players that aren't helping the team win. A never-ending cycle, folks. Right. Um, that's Michael Kenny right there, Laker fan. <laughs> he said he'd rather read a book. I'm telling you. It was bad. And you know what? And, and listen, uh, but, and we're not going to get that Anthony Davis anymore. I, I, that that triple double Westbrook, I think he's gone. I think that's pretty obvious. Right, right, right. But you still get activity, you still get effort out of, out of Westbrook. Right. Anthony Davis, listen, when everything is 100%, 27 and 15, right? Mm-hmm. No problem. Two, three blocks, not an issue. The problem is when he's not 100%, when my, when my elbow hurts, when my knee is kind of banged up. Not that, you know, I can take that 27 to 15. You know, I'm, I'm a little banged up, so maybe I can only give you 22 and, and 9. A little banged up. The problem is he doesn't get on the floor at all. <laughs> the, the problem is he misses games what did, uh, when he's hurt. What did Charles Barker call him? Street clothes? Street clothes. Mr. Street clothes. Man, God, that was that I was mean, rough. <laughs> I mean, but but that's the issue. Like, okay, you're hurt, so you can't give me the twenty eight and twelve. But can you? Can I get nineteen and and seven up out of you? Mm. You can't get that. Did uh, I, uh, did you see with uh, when Kevin Garnett was talking about him? He was on. Um, I think he was. I forgot which podcast he, he was, was on. Cussing. He was going off. It was oh, like. Of he was boiling well, and shaking. Yeah, he's going. If you he he was a if if kept saying if Anthony Davis went into the lab, went to the gym, and all off season, and has worked and worked and worked, he could be an MVP in this league. Now, I don't agree, but it's because one of the fact because he keep he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, but if he's not doing that, especially after what these la- this last couple of seasons have been like. Then, and I said it when they made the trade for him. Then I didn't want the I didn't want the Lakers to trade all that young talent for either him or or LeBron. Mm-hmm. But they did, and so now this is what you're stuck with. So now uh, uh, you're having to keep feeding that beast of trying to get him out there and be a player that he hasn't shown he can be when the spotlight is on, except when the when you're in the the bubble and there's no and there's no fans around, <laughs> no tr- no travel, right? Hey man, but I I don't I, don't don't try to discredit that championship though. Oh, I'm dude, everyone was in the same position. I mean, you know what I'm saying I'm not discrediting I, I, it. I don't like when people try to discredit no, that championship. No, no, I I'm and it's not even to discredit. I'm saying those were the conditions that he played his best under. Yeah, I mean, because listen, his game is there. It's some it's his body, you know. Whatever that is. I don't know. Um, real quick, man. Um, we see what's going on on, on the other side with the, the NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. You, you were a football player, Mike. How embarrassed should Kyler Murray be with that little clause in his contract? And also, I mean, I saw Zion Williams. Zion Williamson has a... Kind of a weight clause. He has, he has a weight clause... Uh, uh, the his weight and his body fat percentage can't reach over two ninety five. So you want to be two eighty, then you better be you better be a rock mm. with eight percent mm. body body fat or whatever. How embarrassing is that? I mean, it, but it, it's not new. I remember Shaq. I yeah. mean, remember when Shaq went to went to the Heat? Pat Riley said, "Hey man, I need you to get right." Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's not new. And he t- and he took it and and and, and, he w- right and said, "All right, you, you know what? I respect what you're saying, even though I've already won titles here and I did all this and MVPs. Guess what? I respect you, and I'm I'm going to do it because." And they went out and and in two straight years went to the Eastern Conference Finals and then won the NBA championship. So, but for Kyler, and this is what I hate about the, the Kyler one. Then they took it out after all the heat he got. Yeah. Which is, if you if you think he's not going to do it, 
then all of a sudden just taking it out doesn't help the situation. But um, these guys are so emotional, though. I think the, these these front office, you know, they they they're so worried about pissing off the star. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and these guys have that type of power to where, yeah, I just take you off my social media handle and Ugh. all of a sudden, Dude, now I get what I want. The, the, the days of uh, just someone going out and doing a job, I, that's, I, would love, I would love to get those days back. But to answer to your, your initial, your first question, so... What do we see this offseason? We saw, once again, quarterbacks getting paid, which is nothing new. We've already stated, anyone who's followed me on any show or anything I've been on, paying quarterbacks this much money in a salary cap league doesn't make sense. But now you're doing it also with your elite wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And so you're seeing... Teams have to break up teams in order to make sure these two positions now are getting paid. So now, who are the two pl- the players that everyone's talking about now who haven't got paid? Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. and Debo Samuels. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuels wants uh, Tyreek Hill money. Lamar Jackson wants Josh Allen money. Exactly. Actually, he wants, in his mind, in his agent's mind, because it, it's well more. His mama's mind. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, who who. So who's the, the biggest contract in the league right now? Is um, is it um, Aaron Rodgers or is it Josh Allen? Josh Allen with the with the two thirty, right? Is it two thirty? But I think per I can't remember if it's per year or total. Oh, per, yeah, I think total is Allen, Allen per year. Per year, I think it's, think it's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. So the next, according to the way things go the next quarterback up is supposed to eclipse both of them. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson thinking, well, I'm the next quarterback up, and so I need to eclipse that even though I don't, I can't make my receivers better. Everyone you say you gave it to the other quarterbacks because they made the players around you better. Now, Lamar Jackson's skill set, it is unique, but it's proven that when you needed to win in the playoffs, or when it's to get to the Super Bowl, it hasn't been there. Now mm-hmm. you don't have a number one receiver. Your running backs are uh, second. All, all and, beat up last year. All beat up, and uh, but you and you can't afford to, to improve your offensive line. You can't imp- you can't afford to to get a better defense, and you can't afford to bring in a, a, a top five receiver. You got a, a great Mark Andrews and a tight end, but now you want to give all your money to this position to one guy. One guy. It was. It doesn't. It's just. I don't understand some NFL GMs. It just doesn't make it, sense. Here's my thing. I mean, not just the money, Mike. Give me a running quarterback that can carry a team for a season to the Super Bowl. I haven't seen it. Mike Vick got to what the NFC Championship, <clears throat> got beat by Favre, but the the running just. Look what they say about the the, the running back position. Right. It's only it's only what three four years might maybe max. If you like, how, how long we been, his, how long have we been waiting on Ezekiel Elliott to Zeke get back? Ezekiel is is going to his seventh year now, and it's been the last two three years has been a, a steady decline. Yeah. strong first four, maybe four and a half five. I give him five a hard great five years, and then a steady decline the next two. So imagine if you imagine if you're the quarterback now, a running quarterback, and you literally have the ball in your hands right. every every play. Right. You know, not just running the ball 25, 20, 25 times a game. So I think just I think the 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 attrition on the quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, just just imagine put put together a four, five, six uh package play, Lamar Jackson. He's running on two or three mm-hmm. of those, mm-hmm. possibly for 20, 30, 40 right. yards. So now he's tired. Yeah, my throwing is going to be a little off. You know what I mean? It's not really my, my strong point anyway. So I, it, 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 you're always going to kind of take a one foot forward and, and take a maybe two, two steps back. Um, I don't believe a running quarterback, a quarterback who's a better runner than passer, mm-hmm. can get his team to a Super Bowl. My man Donovan McNabb tried. 
But I wouldn't call Don McNabb a running no. quarterback, right? No. He's not Vince Young. No. Right? He wasn't, he wasn't Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick. No. He was, a, he was Aaron Rodgers. He was a quarterback who could run. Right. Right. Right? So there's a difference. Uh, I, I personally, <clears throat> I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson. I need him to, to improve his passing. I don't know if that's a thing you can really improve on like that. But here's the thing. So, but I, I, wouldn't, believe, I wouldn't give him the money. Right. I wouldn't give. Oh yeah, I wouldn't give him either. I, but like I, said, I, hate, I, to, I hate to say that. Though. I wouldn't give most quarterbacks money, but that's on me. <laughs> but here's the thing. I believe a running quarterback could do it one year. But you're when you're talking about signing a running quarterback long term. Yeah. And you're saying you're going to be able to do this five years from now when you're 28, 29, yeah. 30, and you're still going to be making almost a quarter. Of the uh, of the the salary cap business wise, business wise, it just doesn't make sense. Now, can he develop? We've seen. Remember Michael Vick when he got back from prison, he was a he was a much better thrower. He was than a runner. We saw the same thing with Randall Cunningham. Remember when he after when he got Minnesota. with Minnesota, yeah, much better. So it's possible. I'm not saying he can't, well, but you have Monster, to make it. Give me Randy Moss or Chris Carter. Where you go? Uh, Where you go? And, and I, you look at who um, uh, Vic's wide receivers were. Yeah, yeah. I, I once remember. again, but who name Baltimore's number one receiver right now? Now that Hollywood Brown's gone, who's his number one receiver? Uh, the the young cat, Rashard Bates. Now, well, but bottom line is it's Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, but receiver is going to be who's your deep Rashawn threat? Bates. Yeah, who who's going to force everyone to get out of that eight box, eight man, nine man box, uh, crowd on the line to make sure you don't run. And so, but you can't afford to bring in one in because we're about to pay you. Think about that forty something million a year. I don't think. It's, so, it's, it's, and once again, I'm a as a Dallas Cowboy fan. When they gave Dak that, I thought it was a big mistake. Whatever you, whatever you say, whatever you say. Well, it happened right say. away. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> lost Amari Cooper. Lost him. And, and he knew it. That's the part that yeah. he knew that if he got that contract, someone's got to go. I think they all know. Like like you saw with, 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 with Aaron Rodgers and, yeah. and Devontae and, Adams did last year. I mean, you know, that they all know. Like, hey, man, this is, you know, this is that, this is that one go-round. That's, that's why, though, it, it's, it's rough, man. I, I I, I, I wouldn't do it. And and Lamar Jackson and the fact that he doesn't have an agent, he's going in there with family <clears throat> members and uncles. I'm sure that's rubbing folks the wrong way. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's rough, man. I, I I can't you can't you can't do it. You can't do it in, in football in my opinion. The running quarterback, it's rough. But kudos to, to Lamar. He doesn't take a beating. Right? He's smart enough and fast enough, he gets out of bounds. Right. He doesn't right. get he doesn't take big hits, but I don't know, man. It's tough for that that type of money. Tough for that mm. type of money. Uh, but uh, Lamar Jackson does bring out the haters. And you know, a few years ago when he was getting drafted, it was Bill Polian, right, saying that he he wouldn't draft him as a quarterback. He turned him into a receiver. He's too skinny mm. to to be a quarterback in the NFL. Well, now we got an anonymous guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoever yeah. that is. Yeah. Who no. said I wouldn't. Care if he won twelve MVPs, he's still not a top ten quarterback in in his eyes. Whoever this anonymous person is, right? You're a journalist, long time journalist. Anonymous people. First of all, let me ask you: Have you ever known of another journalist to put out anonymous? You mean stuff to like actually, that? You mean to use anonymous quotes or to no, no, to to like like this to mm-hmm. to to throw an, an an anonymous opinion out there about whatever. Oh, like a. Most journalists don't do that. I, well, you know well, what? You know, let me take that back. There, we, we were just talked about this the other day. There was a story that came out about the Thunder probably about five, six years ago, uh-huh. and there was there was a not it was in a ESPN magazine article, and there was anonymous quotes from members of the media, which is to me uh, makes no sense because that's what they pay you to do is to give your whether it's opinion or 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 analyst of a situation, right? So I didn't get that, but they, they were they were bad. They made the thunder look bad in some ways. So do you guys I, know, like, when you read the quotes, do you know kind of 
who said it. Like, I know this I mean, guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could tell. I mean, just because, <laughs> especially in that small of a right. a workroom, it's, right. it's obvious. That, and the people he was talking about knew. Right. So it, right. it's not that. <laughs> so you really didn't help yourself either way, but it at least keeps the fans off you for the ones who, who don't like you. But I, for myself, unless it's a matter of national whatever if we're talking about something that has to do with the government or right. this and that something that's actually important in, in the world then I stay away from anonymous quotes because most especially when it comes to sports it's just people who try to use it to bag on other people right and so and why yeah, which is that what which is what that is and and so if you were real about it just say it Say you know what I you you maybe have to be as harsh, but say you know what I, it just had someone who I don't think can win the Super Bowl, and so I, if I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, then why would I think they're a top ten quarterback? What? How was that looked at in the in the in the journalist room? Do you guys even care? Is it a big deal, or is or, or like you say in this situation with the Thunder, new team, small writing room? Do you already kind of know and? Do you, it doesn't matter, doesn't care, or it's you kind of look look down on a guy like that. I mean, like, you don't look down on him. It's just uh, it's, what I just go. What I just say, it's not something I would do, but it's also become part of the norm. You see it so often. No one wants to, and this is once again, it's not a, a so much a bad thing. It's just no one wants to stand behind right. those things that they say and take those repercussions. You no, know, there there are writers who I don't like or or see them on uh, TV all the time, and I go, man, I don't like that dude. This snap, but I'll give them credit. You know what? You know what's them saying it. Mm-hmm. You know what they're saying. As much as I, I'm not a fan of Skip Bayless or um, Stephen A. Smith as much as I, I used to be, or uh-huh. some other ones. But guess what? This is me saying it. You know who's saying it. And and there's no and so they're not hiding behind it, and so I give them that at least credit. People who use the whether it's the the, the GM or the defensive coach or blah blah blah. If you if you real about it and you truly believe it, I would have more respect for you. If you say whatever you say, they they use it to get back at the players. <laughs> um, you see the way the Philadelphia Eagles did did my guy Deshaun Jackson. Mm. All of a sudden, he was Tukey Williams and right, right. ran with the Crips all day, and he was the biggest gangbanger they ever saw when when uh, when Brian Kelly got there. Right, so, right. See, you know. But then that's once again, as a player, you got to know that that is a possibility. Yeah. If you if you don't have someone, whether it's a manager or a, uh, whoever your number one close dude is, telling you every single day, these are things that can come back to haunt you, then maybe you shouldn't do it. Then that's on you. You have to know that's the business that, you know, when everyone won the, the blame and we still got to figure out how this is going to come out, but when Deshaun Watson when right after he says he wants to leave Houston, then all of a sudden, all these allegations about what he's doing out there with uh, massage workers comes out. Right. I said, well, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah. Well, if I, if you say you don't want to be part of my organization, which is r- really saying that we're trash, then why would I do anything to protect you from the outside world? You're no longer under our umbrella. Yeah, so you if you're doing us. things that you shouldn't have been, I'm not going to protect you anymore. Right. So that once again, that's not knowing where you are in this uh, pecking orders. No matter how powerful you think you are, guess what? We still own uh, some of the levers that make this league work. Yeah, especially when you are already out there, you know. Yeah. Doing what you're doing there, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Well, yeah, allegedly. yeah, yeah. But is it alleged right now? I mean, he out here, I mean, he's, he's settling. So it was 20, yeah, I thought it was like 30 of them had he settled yeah. so far. I thought it was, uh, the last I saw was 24, he settled yeah, 20. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 of the, 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 the 24 that I thought I saw some more come in. So they're still waiting on I mean, the, that, the that's ruling man. from the arbitrator. And that's still, admitting that you was up to something. I mean, right? it, it, it's, not, it's not a good look. That's for sure. 
no matter what. And uh, and guess what? All he's going to do is say, hey, you know what? We settled it. I'm ready to move on. Move that, on. That's, that's right. going to be his standard answer. I bet you are. Move <laughs> on. And matter of fact, we're talking about Josh Allen. He has the $230 million contract. Right? Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, didn't play all of last year. Didn't play at all. And might miss this year. Who knows? Mm. We'll see what happens. We got free. So got free money. Going to get money. two straight years of free money. I know, right? Right. See? Crazy. It's a crazy. Sports world is a crazy place. And now his resources to do that nefarious stuff, it <laughs> goes up ten times. Hey, pay, pay, get you one masseuse who doesn't mind What's doing the deal? And, and Why do I want 23 masseuses? They all hands can't feel the same. Right. Right? right. There's a one or two that I prefer. Find them, get in contract what you can and can't do, <laughs> and then go on about the business. Jeez, the shine is not that hard, man. Talking to my guy, Michael Kinney, content creator, freelance writer, freelance sports writer, uh, whatever, man. Ultimate event critic and participator. Listen, if you're opening up a restaurant and you need Michael to come in and critique and check it out, this is my guy. He'll write it up and, and, and eat, eat you out of house and home and, 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 and write you good about it. You got right? that right. Hey, <laughs> I'm always looking for something new and uh, some new food to experience, so... Please let me know. I, I can't lie, man. I, I follow you on, on social media. You post when you go on your little extravagant uh, 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 trips and, and, and go to your restaurants with the, with the, with the fancy the, the, the whatnots and all that. I, 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 I'm, I'm taking notes, man. I'm taking notes. I said, Mike out there, he getting it in, man. <laughs> My man's a foodie. Speaking of, today is what it? National Chicken Wing Day. Which is still stunning to me. But Why they, every that, day? Every day somebody makes up something that that, that day is something. The day should be if it's National Chicken Wing Day, then prices for chicken wing should drop. That, right, it only makes sense. You would think. What's the big debate? This is new to me. Flats or drumettes? What is the deal? Why is that? A, why is that an issue? Here's well. First of all, do you have a preference? Oh, I, no. I like both. Both of them. It's chicken. It's chicken to me. But here's the the thing I've seen people complain about is that restaurants are now taking like the wing, splitting it up, wow, and saying that's two pieces. That's how, two wings. How do you split up a wing anyway? Is it you? Well, you split the the flat and the drum, or the the handle, whatever. Uh-huh, and okay. then you say instead of that being one wing, now you got two. Then it's two little ass wings, man. That, whatever you say, whatever you, you say. Think, yeah, you but say. they're still charging you. <laughs> wow, boy, really? that, that's the. Can game? you imagine open up uh, and see that you you got an eight piece and it's really just four? Damn, it's a four piece. Oh man, we might. All this time, all these videos of people going crazy on uh, at fast food restaurants. I could see why if you do something like that, and you charge me, and and you're gonna have us, and you're gonna throw the price up up on me a little bit. Exactly. That's wild. Now I never understood the debate between flats and 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 drums. I I like them both. Now if you make me choose, I will choose a drum because I you know I don't want I don't if I don't have to deal with three bones right then why, why if I don't have to right you know what I mean but they say the flats are more healthy so who cares I don't know I don't know well chicken meat is chicken meat it's, it's not that chicken, bar, right? but yeah I I guess what if you put it in front of me I'm not going to ask you I will take it as uh, long as it's good and it's let me good. see uh Mike you know we got a sponsor man all right Woo-hoo! we got a sponsor that uh you know it's been doing this for free for a little bit, but that's kind of how podcasts go, right? Right, right. But we do have a sponsor. Shout out to my sponsor. This will be this is an oldie but a goodie. You'll you'll recognize this one, Mike. Rico's Rhythm Spoons. Shout out my man Rico. Rico. Back by popular demand. That's right. Uh, comes Rico's Rhythm Spoons for those last minute events, like when you want to throw a chicken fry on National Chicken Wing Day. Crafted from the finest metals and silver. Twenty spoon limit. Must return within 72 hours and forks sold separately. That's right. Log on to neverloseanotherspoon.com. Shout out my guy Rico from Rico's Rental Spoon. All right, Rico. Give him some run. 
Uh, we got Michael Kenny in the house, man. We talking whatever. Um, Mike, did you, I know you saw that. Uh, and I know my man Kyrie saw it. This is where his mind goes. Uh, the planets, the 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 new little. Uh, the super camera that oh, caught the new those. telescope, yeah, the JW telescope, yeah, 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 that was pretty live, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I, as I've gotten older, and I found that I, I was starting to be more interested in a lot more other things. It used that was to be, cool, man. if it wasn't just sports, I was going, why, why, why are you talking to me? But now, when those pictures came out from the telescope, and I started listening, and they go. We're just the telescope is just now getting light of the first, pretty much the Big Bang. Right. I'm going. That just blew my mind. I'm going. That's what we're seeing. Is the years Big Bang. it takes billions and billions of years. It takes this light to reach the yeah. lens of this super te- telescope, and the images you got were straight out of Pixar. Amazing. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? It, made, it, was, it was going, and then they when they tell you. That the the area that they're looking at, if you hold up a grain of sand, that is how big that area is compared to the galaxy. If you hold up a grain of sand and put it out in front of your face, wow. that grain of sand is what the telescope was looking at. That's how big wow. that area is yeah. compared to. I'm going wait. You're blowing my mind. Here. Yeah. And so no, I, it's I saw I saw a. Um, I saw a picture, something like that. It was a couple of years ago. Mm. It was a picture of all the different galaxies. And it took a while. It took, it, it, I forgot, it was a big telescope and oh. they just left this telescope in this one area mm-hmm. for months or years or whatever. And it came back to see what it got and it got all these different galaxies. And it looked like just a regular stars in the sky. Right. And then it zoomed in on it and no, they were like little Milky Ways. Mm. And it said, you know, each they look like stars in the sky, but just imagine each one of these little stars is a galaxy, galaxy. itself. Exactly, itself. It's just a black hole itself, basically. And when you say when you say things it's like ridiculous. that, it just blows yeah. blows your mind of where where we are. Yeah. And I'm going, we're nothing, Mike. Yeah. We're nothing. That, but you just want to know well, what is really over there. I mean, regardless of what you believe, how. We were created, whether you're, you believe it was one thing or another, to know what is happening there or that far away would be uh, uh, the next, the greatest discovery in the world. And so if you're a young cat coming up now in school and there's so many opportunities to learn something new and take that, the, head, the best part about the, the telescope, the, the man in charge, was black. Nice. They they couldn't. It wasn't nice. worth for like they've been working on it for twenty years, and they kept coming into all these problems. And so four five years ago, they said, "Let's put this man. I think his name is uh, Robinson. We're going to put you in charge." And he got everything straight, and that's why they were able to get it. And and so there's opportunities in so many different areas now that weren't afforded to us or or, let me, or that we didn't believe were afforded to us when we were growing up. Can you imagine a young black dude going, yeah, I want to go work at NASA? Go, what are no. you talking about? I, like, that's what I'm saying. We didn't even think like that far. No. You know what no. I mean? It wasn't even, it, you know, you had to be kind of already put in some kind of economic social position mm-hmm. to even think that you could even fathom uh, think about going to, to, to NASA. When it's really not that, no, you know what I mean. It's it's really in your own mind and your own head, man. Go do that, and you can come up with amazing images like that. I remember I saw one that I swear. I mean, and it just reminds us of how humans and energy <clears throat> and the universe we all connected. One of those things looked like a baby in a womb. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. I was, I was, I was you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And 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 it was interesting. The name of it was like was like a um, a, a incubator for stars. Right. Right, it's like where the stars go to to incubate and learn how to be stars and grow a little bit, and then boom, and then they burst out yeah, and, and, and become, a become a whole another thousand galaxies or whatever. And that's what we see when that we see. I think it was one saw one star was dying, and uh-huh. then you saw one star being born, and the light from both is getting to us. So it's it's crazy, man. It's amazing. 
listen to Mace. Whatever you say, podcast, whatever, folks. Like, truly, <laughs> it is is whatever you want to talk about, man. Uh, I've got my man Michael Kenny here. Long time, uh, what, what we call that? Collaborator. Collaborator, radio uh, guest, and, and my man was always there to, to give me an opinion on a sports topic, and here he is once again coming through for me, and I appreciate it, Mike. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, well, one more thing. You, Mike, you, you know, you play football. Uh, went to Lawton Eisenhower. Uh, big man, D-line, O-line. What, what, was you, what was you doing? A little both, a little, little both. both. Iron Man football. You had to do both. Had to. Coach said, get your ass out there. Ain't no, <laughs> ain't no I only play offense. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> um, but, you, you know, you're a big guy, tough guy. You would have whooped Will Smith's ass, wouldn't you? Ah! <laughs> Man, you would have whooped Will right there on TV, wouldn't you? I would hope Will would have had better sense if I was I was up there. But and and I went back and forth on this. Yes, I would have loved nothing more than to put hands on Will or anybody who decided to come up on stage on TV on TV national TV and, and slap you and slap you. But to think about what that would look like, so that's why I give Chris Rock all respect in the world because to think all right got two black men up here fighting on stage it would have been terrible it would have been, been terrible yeah that would talk about set people back it that would just terrible. In, yeah so the the to hold that in and this you you kind of take an L but you actually it was Will who took two L's in the long run so and I saw he just came out with his video today where he, he apologized I don't know what's going to happen with his career going forward. I mean, I, I I really don't think it's going to be affect him that much after he's going. To, you know, rest of this year is going to be tough. But once he gets back in it, people act like it didn't happen. But it it was an ugly look. Mike, I don't know about you, man, but I don't really listen to the radio mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but I haven't heard the early '90s classic "Summertime." Ha! One time this summer. Uh, yeah, he's on. Are they mad at him? They pissed off. Oh yeah, off, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's he's been <laughs> commercial. Shadow, he's anything. been shadow banned. One hundred percent. He's been shadow banned. It's just whatever residuals he was getting from any of those songs. It's it's a dry summer. You owe Jazzy sure. Jeff an apology. Boy. Will this is the whatever you say podcast. 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 Whatever you say podcast.